Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,316. We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from San Francisco, California, Jonathan Mill. Hey, Jonathan, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? The five-point harness is engaged. (laughs) All right. I'm hoping we don't need that. I'll try to keep it out of the ditch and between the lines here today. Jonathan Mill is the Senior Content and Marketing Director at Wheelwell, the number one social marketplace for the automotive enthusiasts that helps you easily find and purchase the very best products for your vehicles. Johnny, as his friends call him, Jonathan, as I'm going to call him today, is a bit of an automotive renaissance man. He entered the industry as a product inventor, a winning product of the year, SEMA Launchpad, and eventually Gen 3 Innovator, the highest honor for under 40 in the aftermarketplace. After a successful exit from the company he built, he went to advertising, eventually taking the helm of Hot Rod Magazine, There you go. I've been subscribing to that for years as publisher and GM. He recently joined the social commerce site Wheelwell, where he heads their marketing content. Jonathan, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Of course. But uh, first, I just want to say, hopefully by the end of this interview, you'll be calling me Johnny because we'll be Okay. (laughs) There we go. I'll do that. I'll start right now. So take it away, Johnny. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Well, I grew up in a a pretty small town in Northern California, Uh, graduated high school pretty early at 16 and moved down to L.A. to uh, pursue whatever I could get my uh, my hands on. And that ended up being a bit of marketing and television and then ended up finding the automotive field kind of later on in life. And, uh, you know, never, never will turn turn away from it. It's um, so I found the automotive field uh, a little uh, later in life than most people, but I can't imagine my life without it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know you're a car guy. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tire smoking here on Cars. Yeah. So Johnny, take the wheel. Excellent. Um, well, I would have to go with a quote that is actually... Um, falsely attributed to Winston Churchill a lot. I don't know who actually said it. I don't think anybody does. But the quote goes, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. And uh, I I try to live by that day in and day out. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, I'm surprised that I haven't heard that quote yet after 1300 plus interviews here on Cars. Yeah, but I'm familiar with it. I wish I did know who really said it. But I guess if you Google it, you'll get all sorts of different answers. But it's a great quote. Let me ask you, could you give me an example of how you've applied that to your life? Of course. In everything I do, I try to over-deliver. And I try to give freely to those who may not have the advantages that I either have at the time or um, that they may not be able to acquire at that time. And you know, a small example of that is just uh, being a, a mentor to people that are getting into the industry. And if they have a question, um, even if it's within my field, Especially when I was selling advertising, people had a lot of questions about about that. And, um, you know, I was very happy to give them a very straight answer on how to benefit their company the best. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. 
Well, let's uh, have you share a story that instigated this passion you have for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed going to be a car guy? Well, like I said, I kind of started a little bit late. I'm not the kind of guy that was in the garage with his dad growing up. My my dad wasn't really around, but the guys that my mom hung out uh, around were into motorcycles and cars, uh, mm-hmm. mostly classic cars. And so I've always kind of been drawn to them. I actually didn't get into the industry until I was about 25, though I owned a bunch of cool cars before that. Once I found the industry, uh, especially SEMA Association, uh, I kind of really felt like I belonged to something finally. I never really felt like that in um, in school or, or even in the entertainment field when I was first moving to L.A. You know, it's interesting you say that, and my regular listeners know we've heard this before from numerous people, and uh, especially some people I've had on the show that are celebrities. And the celebrity world, if you worked in television, you know a little about this. It can mm-hmm. be a little bit of a challenging world, somewhat of a selfish world. But what this guest told me was, you know what? In the car industry, you can call a CEO who probably wouldn't take your call. And as you mentioned, hey, I have a car for sale or a car question. And then they'll take your call and they'll talk about cars. Cars yeah. just have a way of kind of bringing people together. And you mentioned SEMA. This year will be my 31st year in a row going to SEMA. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just a wonderful event that just keeps growing and growing. And Wade Kawasaki, this director now, awesome guy. And they've got the right guy at the helm as far as I'm concerned. Uh, for what SEMA is doing for the industry and for all of us, I think, in a big way. So I'm happy to hear that as well. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down, kind of crawl under the hood, get our hands a little dirty here, and ask you to share a big challenge or a great failure that you faced in your life or your career. But most importantly, how did you overcome that particular situation? And even more importantly, what did it teach you? It's always such a hard question. I recently answered it on a different podcast and went with the business aspect of, of things where um, I had a business partner delete a bunch of email accounts. And it was it was incredibly hard to recover from because uh, we could not get any of that information back. But this time, I think I'll go with some troubles that I had in the volunteer space. We're talking about SEMA a bit. And um, and Wade, again, great dude. I'm glad that you uh, mentioned Wade. He's the founder of the Young Executives Network Group that I'm a council member on. I've helped in SEMA Cares, YEN, ETTN. And uh, you know sometimes you kind of go into this and it's a volunteer thing. So they let anybody in. Uh, anybody's allowed to volunteer, uh, which is the way it should be. But there's a lot of people that can come in and, and be there for the wrong reasons. And that's incredibly difficult. When you're trying to help especially cultivate the youth in the industry like the automotive industry, and there's people there that are either just looking for like free parts or looking to only advance their career and will step on anybody in their path, uh, it, it's very challenging. And I've ran into a couple of those kind of people in that field. And, uh, you know, you can't fire a volunteer. So <laughs> I know. Yeah. That makes it hard, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and so you have to work around it. And you know, Wade and and guys like Dan Khan as well, another board member, have been really awesome at, at just kind of helping guide me through it because I never did well with bullies growing up. I, you know, I had bifocals and I got picked on. And you know, my grandfather was like, "You got to stand up for yourself." There's, yeah, you know, yeah. you can't just turtle up. And so that was kind of my mentality going into it. But you you can't do that in a volunteer space, especially in a professional space. So. You know, a lot of that is gritting your teeth, taking the high road and taking some of those punches. That's the, you know, that's the advice I got. And that's the advice I would give is, is let that person burn themselves out. People will see through eventually what that person's really like. 
Absolutely. Um, so yeah. that's what I would uh, recommend for anybody getting into a volunteer situation where, you know, the, you just can't fire a person. You have to work with them. Yeah, boy, I've been there, done that. It's a very, very challenging thing. And, and you don't want that bad seed or that bad apple in the batch to ruin it for you because of the reasons you're there, which are noble and good and you want to help other people. And I think it's great what you're doing. I work with the RPM Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, Diane Fitzgerald, who's been on the show here and helping them with looking. In fact, we're doing a, a big an event in September at the LeMay Museum where I'm going to be an MC for a bunch of discussion panels and groups where we're trying to get more and more people aware that, hey, there are viable careers and jobs in the automotive sector for young people these days. Yeah. And we need to fill those roles. But the challenges that you faced, I guess with time, it's just a, a something you start to learn about how to manage difficult people, how to work with them, because you can't really work around them in many cases. Mm-hmm. But they do kind of burn their own bridges and eventually flicker out, don't they? They do. Absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, and that other story about a coworker deleting emails, yikes. Thank goodness for the cloud and backup servers and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's no fun at all. Well, let's have some fun and talk about your first really special vehicle. Is there a, a vehicle that was really important to you? You finally got it. Maybe it's a car you saved up for. And share a special memory you have about that ride. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, in the, in the beginning, uh, you know, the first car I got was the first car I could afford, which was a 1989 Suburban diesel with a Banks turbo engine. Really fun car, but that's, that's what kind of got me the bug of like, oh, I want something that's cool and fast. So then I ended up saving up, sold that car, went to a police auction and bought a 1990 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. It was the last year that they did the long taillights. It was white with a white rag top. And man, I love that car. It was, like literally riding on a couch, super comfortable. It had a V8 sideways in it uh, that I'd you know break the motor mounts every once in a while because it, I would I would be ripping burnouts. And it's the yeah. car that I brought with me to uh, to Los Angeles and uh, you know driving up and down Sunset Boulevard in a what my friends would call a cocaine white Cadillac Coupe de Ville, looking like a drug dealer. Uh, but yeah. it was such a fun car. Um, uh, and, and I got a lot of looks and I got a, pulled over a lot, not tickets, just pulled over cause LAPD wanted to look inside and yeah. What are you doing here, kiddo? Oh yeah. Yeah. R- remind you're me not my wearing book. your, uh, your huggy bear hat. Uh, if uh, you're too young to maybe remember. Oh, I know huggy, huggy bear. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know, that's a funny car. I mean, I, I'm, I just met you. So, you know, I don't know you real, real well, but that's an interesting car choice for a young person. What drew you to that? Was it just the right price for a kind of a comfy, cushy car? Or is there some, I, the design of those cars was kind of cool, I thought. I mean, kind of a Malaysia-ish, if you think about the Malays era back in the 70s and 80s. But uh, what was it about the Cadillac, the Cadillac that you wanted to have as a young guy? I was waiting for you to say, a, you know, you bought a Supra or I don't know, some kind of a sports car. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I, I hung out with uh, a lot of Hell's Angels as a young kid, and they all had cool classic cars. And at 17 years old, I couldn't afford a big fin Cadillac, uh, but that was the closest thing I, I could afford. And it was only okay. eight, it was 1800 bucks. I went to the car auction, actually, for fun with my brother because he needed a car and walked mm-hmm. away with that one. You know, it, was, it had the long taillights, and I was attracted to that because it oh, kind yeah. of reminded me of the big fins. And yeah. it had that classic styling. And it was the right price. So I snatched it up. There you go. Very cool. Well, do you have any seller's remorse about a car in your life, a car you wish you really had back? Yeah. um, (sighs) 
Um, so there's one that I actually successfully got back, which is awesome. And I got it back for my wife. It was her truck that she built with her dad. Um, he sold it. We got married. We found it and bought it back. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's the success story. And the one that I let go that I still haven't gotten another one is my 1974 FJ55 Toyota Land Cruiser Iron uh, Pig. Yeah. And it was such a unique car and, and it was rusting and literally returning to the earth. But <laughs> it, out of all the cool, shiny, you know, even SEMA cars that I've owned, that car in the crappy condition that it was got more attention than anything I've ever owned. Yeah. You know, those things were. Well, they, they've kind of died down a little bit, but they were so popular 10 years ago. I mean, the prices that those things were bringing were just crazy and people were storing them. There's a couple of companies now that do wonderful restorations. Oh, yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan Ward at Icon yeah. is one of them. FJ, another company where the cars come out of, I think it's Florida, but South America. Um, they do a really nice job in their cars as well. But, uh, yeah, there's something like those. It's kind of like the, uh, Discovery, uh, Range Rover Discovery, Land Rover, you know, I mean, it's just, down to earth, basic, not pretentious. We'll go anywhere, do anything. And those things, they must have made a billion of those because they're all over the world. <laughs> yeah. Cruising through jungles and all sorts of things. Was there a, a favorite memory about that car that you have? Not particularly. Uh, I didn't own it for a very long time. It was just such a fun car to, to bring to, you know, classic car shows and just drive around Long Beach, California, uh, where, where I lived when I had it. And, um, you know, like I said, just, the, the thumb, a lot of thumbs up I got in that thing. And I, I also had, I put in a pretty rowdy cammed out 350 in it. So, um, oh, cool. it was probably the only FJ55 that was cruising at highway speeds <laughs> at the yeah. time. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, nice car. I had a friend in high school that had one. Uh, I was in high school in the seventies and he had one of the stretched out Toyota Land Cruisers, you know, the longer wagon version, I guess they call it. And I'm trying to think of the model that would be. but That was the FJ55, the four-door long, yeah, long yeah, wagon. Yeah, okay, yeah. And uh, we take that uh, down to the beach. We go down to Baja. We take a back roads. We trailer motorcycles to go, you know, ride dirt bikes and stuff like that. And uh, that thing was cool. Um, I just thought it was the neatest thing. His was kind of a, a seafoam green with white. So uh, that, you know, one of those classic combinations. That was a factory color right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you brought back some nice memories for me. So I appreciate that. Well, let's talk about what has you excited and fired up about WheelWell. Now, a few days ago, we had Peter Nielsen, the CEO of WheelWell, on the show. But I'd love to get your perspective, especially being uh, in charge of the departments that you're in charge of, of what has you excited about this business. Tell our listeners who maybe haven't heard of WheelWell what they can expect to find there and what WheelWell.com is all about. So WheelWell is really cool because it's kind of the next generation of what forums were. Forums, you know, everybody went to a forum. They went to a very specific niche forum to find out information about their car. And this brings it to the 21st century. It uh, kind of started as a giant virtual garage. Uh, The founder, um, Andrew, he was from Apple. He had a, a project car wanted to have a better way to document it. So he built out the first rendition. And um, it's the it's kind of morphed uh, from the community into this, uh, this social proof buying platform. So imagine if you walked into a speed shop and you're looking at parts and right outside that speed shop in the parking lot is a car show full of people with the same year, make and model as you. So you can literally just walk outside and look at all these different cars, ask the owners like, hey, you run this exhaust. Like, I want to run that exhaust. How hard was it to install? Or are you happy with the sound? 
Um, and you know that it's going to fit your car because that person owns the same exact car as you. So then you just walk right in, into the speed shop and pick it up for yourself. So it's a really cool way to buy with confidence. And the store is pretty new to us. We, we haven't offered the store, but we hit this kind of big point where the social side grew so much and was taking so many resources most social media companies would turn to advertising to to monetize their platform. I think it's a, a little bit more noble to be like, you know what, we're going to have a virtual speed shop going next to the virtual garage and and try to offer really high quality performance parts um, at a fair price. So that's what Wheelwell did. And it's, it's a, a pretty neat platform for sharing your vehicle for communicating with other car people and everybody on the on the platform is a vetted guy you see their car you see the photos you see what mods they're running so it's that's that's what has me so excited about it is the community side very very cool now you guys sell all sorts of products on the site now right correct yeah we uh we have all the major brands that that you would get from any of our competitors very cool and is there any little uh, tip or trick you might offer a listener out there who's not familiar wants to jump on wheelwell.com right now and join or sign up or what's what should they do first yes i would say uh experience the community side first so go in there go to you know wheelwell.com forward slash sign up uh you upload your car there and then you're immediately going to be taken to a uh, campfire area with the rest of the community members that have the same year make and model or same generation we actually do it all by generation and then you can see all the stuff that they're running and we have a mod score system so it's pretty fun to gamify the whole whole aspect and whoever has the most the highest mod score and the most mods they're at the top so people can kind of compete for those top spots and then you can kind of really just see what other people are doing with your car and we have everything from racing leagues like formula drift is on there to uh you know like super street magazine right now is is combing the pages for vehicle features so there's a lot of really exciting things happening on the community side now what if you're a guy like me that likes to keep his cars stock do you have something for me there yeah well i mean you can definitely go in there and um it's more aftermarket so you can go in and see what other people have done to the car but you're really going to find a lot of highly modified versions of your vehicle uh, if you like stock cars, it's a fun site to peruse to compare your car. But we're really going for for the kind of the hot rod guys okay. that are are looking to modify. Well, and it might entice somebody me, like me who says, you know, I've always thought about maybe putting a dining exhaust on my M3, but I'm not quite sure if I want to do that. Now I've met people that have done it. They're happy with it. They're really thrilled with it. And then who knows where that can lead to? We all know where that can lead to. You know, cold air inductions yep. and engine mods and suspensions and wheels and the tires. And oh, my gosh. Yeah. The, the ways to spend my money here, Johnny, they're <laughs> endless, aren't they? <laughs> and that's that's when we walk you over to our store. <laughs> there you go. Very, very smart. Very cool. Well, again, listeners, check out Wheelwell, W-H-E-E-L-W-E-L-L.com. Check it out. I'll put links on Johnny's show notes page here on the Cars yeah website. So, Johnny, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory 
to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Johnny, we are back, and I've got a very introspective question. You're going to sit on the uh, analyst couch today, and I'm going to ask you if you were manifested as a car, you came back as a car tomorrow, parked in the garage, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself, what kind of car would Johnny be and why? Wow. Yeah. I feel like I should be laying down and you should be taking exactly. notes. Exactly. Yeah, you're yeah. at the doctor's here. Absolutely. You know, the automotive <laughs> um, doctor. Maybe I should become like Dr. Cars. Yeah. I think that'd be a good one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I'd have to go uh, with a test car, probably like a late model muscle car, but something that, you know, somebody's tearing apart and constantly testing performance parts. So, you know, tear out this, ah. this turbo, let's put in the new turbo, uh, yeah. tear out this suspension, let's test this suspension. Uh, I'm constantly tinkering with performance. So in my in my life, in my business, in everything I do, I'm trying to to get to that peak performance. So I would I, I would like say it. I'm a I'm a test car. You know that's a very unique answer. Um, I get some really crazy answers to that question, but that's a really unique one, and I like that a lot. I shot an episode of the Cars Yeah TV show at Edelbrock, and one of the things that stood out for me about Edelbrock, you know, 80 year old country, obviously performance products company. I mean everything's about performance with Edelbrock, was going into their big toy box, if you will, and they had all these cars, old and new, and they were trying and testing all these parts. In fact, they let me drive the first uh, Chevy Colorado with a supercharger on it, first one in the country. And uh, it was really cool to get in, a, like you say, a test car, something that you know no just average mortal had driven before and take it out on the street and drive it and see what it really feels like. But they had old trucks from the 60s in there. They had brand new Mustangs in there. All sorts of different cars, uh, some really, really neat stuff. So I like your answer. That was very, very well done. All right, Johnny, we are entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that test car throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? It's your car. Do what you want with it. (laughs) I like that. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Give freely. I like that too. Do you have a resource that you think our listeners should go to? Yeah, I use a, an app called IFTTT. It stands for If First This, Then That. 
and mm. you can use it for everything for like cross posting native photos from Instagram and having it post natively to, to Twitter. Uh, you can also set it to uh, do like Craigslist skimming for cars or, or houses that you're looking for. Uh, it comes in really, really handy. Very cool. Very cool indeed. I've only think I, I maybe have only had one other person on this show that has mentioned that, which I'm kind of surprised by. Of course, a great, great resource would be Wheelwell. I'll plug you there. Okay. Oh, man. I'm going to hear <laughs> from Peter. <laughs> Don't worry. I got you covered, Johnny. Got you covered. I'll say we planned all that right up front, okay? If, if you could arrange to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry or a meal, living in a deceased, who would that be? Robert Peterson, hands down. And oh, yeah. I would like to tell him how I'm going to buy Hot Rod soon and um, make the legacy what I feel he would appreciate. Wow. Very impressive. That's very cool. Yeah. In fact, I'm uh, going to be heading down to the Peterson Museum to shoot an episode of Cars Yeah TV. And uh, I, I, I'm almost embarrassed to say I've not been to the museum since the major remodel that they did. I've been there many times in the yeah. past before, uh, going way, way back. But I'm very excited about going down there and uh, catching up with Terry Cargus, who's the director. I'm going to be meeting with uh, Leslie Kendall, uh, Michael Bodell. And we're going to shoot an episode there. I can't wait to get back to the Peterson Museum, but uh, very noble. Now, when you say you're going to buy, you're going to actually buy, your plans are to buy the publication. Absolutely. There you go. I love it. That's very cool. Well, Jonathan, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? Um, yeah, I would have to say like the, my top recommended book, especially like business, is Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. Uh, yeah. Tim Ferriss, he, uh, a podcaster like you, he, you know, really distills the habits and routines of really high performers, everybody from top athletes to billionaire investors. And he teases out like just these little tidbits uh, that you can use for your everyday life. I, I really, really enjoy that book. Yeah, I like that book, too. And I, I like a lot of the books that he's written. Um, very easy to read. Just down to earth, direct, but um, the application to business and life, for that matter, I think what Tim's doing is is really really cool. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find links to this book and all the things that Johnny has shared today on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyeah dot com, and I'm going to have you type in Johnny Mill because we're all friends now instead of Jonathan Mill, uh, or you can just type in Mill M I L L, and his page will pop right up with all these great links. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Johnny, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet, but there's a few rules to this little game. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So if you're going to buy a Ferrari GTO or if I'm going to buy you a Ferrari GTO, you're stuck with it. Not a bad car to be stuck with. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here, no dust collectors, and it's the only collector car, only one you can have in your garage. That's what makes it a little bit more challenging. So what can I buy you today? That's a hard question because I feel like I've already have my dream car, which is the truck that my, my wife built with her dad. We we got it back and we've made so many memories. And I know this yeah. sounds totally corny, but like no, no, no. Uh, I've driven that car across the country on power tour many times with my wife. Uh, yeah. I've met one of my best friends because of that car. We have a little matching teardrop trailer and we go camping in that thing. The, just the memories there, like like if, if there's one car I, I had to have and, and I couldn't have any other car, uh, it's probably that 1935 Ford pickup. Wow. You know, I love it when I get this kind of an answer because few people have what they consider 
a dream car. And you touched on what makes cars most important, and that's the memories and the people around the cars. Every time I talk to somebody, no matter a major multi-billionaire collector or a guy who scraped up some coins and been able to buy his first whatever it is, it always relates back to people, place, things, something in their lives. And when you can add adventures to that, like you have, I think that's pretty darn cool. Plus, I don't have to buy you a car today, which is even, <laughs> even better. So uh, maybe I'll buy you a few mods. How's that go? Yeah, there you go. Just yeah. buy from Wheelwell. <laughs> Wheelwell. Huh? I was going to say, see, there I go. I got you trained. We're, we're all set here. Well, Johnny, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I'm so glad that uh, your cohort in crime there uh, referred you to me, and I could uh, give you guys another shout-out here on Cars. Yeah, I've really enjoyed your stories, too. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you give us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset with your lovely wife. Happy anniversary, which is coming up here very soon in that 1935 Ford pickup. Yeah. uh, If it was just one thing, it's it's be flexible. You know, there's too many people that are rigid in this world and and won't bend to see anybody else's point of view. And uh, that has helped me through my business, my uh, being a father, uh, raising my kids and uh, and my love life, you know, be flexible. You know, I love that too. And I'll tell you, one of the things I've learned over all my years is a, a good way to be flexible is to become an excellent listener because it's really hard to inject your thoughts and your input on somebody when you're listening to them to understand them. It goes back to that old uh, seven habits of highly effective people. First, listen to understand, then speak to be understood. So obviously, Johnny, you're a good listener. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and wheelwell.com? Wheelwell is, uh, you know, all over social. So forward slash wheelwell on Facebook, forward slash uh, wheelwell all the way across the board, Instagram, wheelwell, you know, obviously wheelwell.com. And then if you want to see me personally, it's uh, Johnny the Mill on Instagram. That's J-O-N-N-Y, no silent H in my name. Okay, there you go. J-O-N-N-Y, The Mill, T-H-E-M-I-L-L? Correct. There you go. Awesome. I'll make sure I put links to those on Johnny Shono's page. Check out Wheelwell if you don't know about this company. Very, very cool concept. I love everything about it. It's just absolutely brilliant. I really appreciate you taking time to be on my show today and for being so generous with your time. I want and sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, Johnny, I'll see you down the road. Been a pleasure. Thank you. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up 
a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!